Welcome back to Money with Mac and G. Thanks for being here. I have to admit, I got jazzed up about talking about how the couple last episode implemented some super simple items in their life in order to make their financial dreams come true and retire early. I've seen it in varying degrees when someone put their mind to cleaning up their debt, saving more, or getting that vacation home. A little focus and effort with fun along the way, and wham, life is better. It's a little bit like the book Millionaire Next Door. They don't have three eyes and six legs. They don't have green skin. They just make adjustments to their lives and stay focused and disciplined. And the next thing you know, they have a couple of million dollars invested. You don't always know who they are because they don't look or necessarily act any different either at a party or online. We all know we have computers, right? TikTok, Insta, Pinterest, Facebook, and more. And there's lots of things that have been changing over the last 10 years or 20 years or forever. But the compounding of your investments, that hasn't changed. Start investing early and let your money work for you. So I got to ask you, have you ever heard of Grace Groner? She has her own Wikipedia page, which is more than I can say for myself. And if you read the information on that page in the upper right-hand corner online, you'd find out that she was born in 1909 and passed away in 2010 at 100 years old. That's interesting. But what's more interesting is that she was a secretary and was known for philanthropy. What? Does that sound right? She didn't inherit any big money. So why would anybody think that someone on a secretary's salary is known for philanthropy? Maybe she was a little like Mother Teresa and gave her time to hundreds, if not thousands in need. Nope. We're talking about money on this podcast, so it has to do with the green paper found in our actual or virtual digital wallet. Grace had a twin sister, and when they were 12, their parents passed away. But they were taken in by a prominent member of the farming community of Lake County, Illinois. So it wasn't a big community with a ton of opportunity. However, this prominent member of the community raised these twin sisters and paid to have them attend Lake Forest College. Grace graduated in 1931, and in 1935, she purchased three $60 shares of Abbott Labs. Okay, $60 back then is worth quite a lot today. Depending on your calculation, it's over $1,000 and could go as high as uh, tens of thousands today. But she worked at Abbott Labs for 43 years and the stock split many times. Now, a stock split means the company decides to break one share of stock into multiple shares. It's usually because the price was getting high and difficult for the general investing public to purchase it. When the price comes down by about half in a two-to-one split, more people tend to be able to afford it, which can increase demand, which we all know will increase the price if the company is doing well. Remember Warren Buffett, one of the greatest investors of all time? He has a stock called Berkshire Hathaway Class A that sells for a little over $430,000 right now. Can you buy that? Probably not, and neither can I. And he doesn't really care. He thinks there are extra administrative costs to splitting the stock. But he also has a philosophy that he only wants investors who are serious about buying and holding his shares. So he believes that the serious investors won't care. That's what he wants and that's what he demands. But he did start another stock, which is called the Class B or the Berkshire Baby B, which is around $300 if you want to invest with him. When I was old enough to start investing, I met a man while in Costa Rica who was talking about Buffett and this stock. At that time, it was around 30K, which was a lot of money to me back then. But I guess being 430,000, I missed out on that opportunity. Okay, back to Grace. 
She didn't take out any money from those original shares she purchased and any dividends got reinvested. That means it went into buying more shares. A lot of companies had these programs, so she would simply buy partial shares with any money she received. She let her money work. She really didn't need much because, one, she received a cottage from her adopted family through inheritance. In addition, she bought clothes at rummage sales. She did travel all over the place, but was frugal with her money. It was said she had mismatched dishes in the kitchen and an old TV set in the family room. And instead of owning a car, she chose to walk. However, she did have the money while living to donate $200,000 to help start a college fund at Lake Forest. Plus, it sounds like she spent some money attending football games at Lake Forest as well for entertainment. When she passed away at 100 years old, she left $7 million to a foundation to help numerous Lake Forest students with their studies. Whether it be those in pharmacy school who studied abroad or other study programs, it was 7 million smackaroos. It was estimated that her gift was going to help some 1,300 students. Now, how amazing is that? I love those stories about coming from humble beginnings, but making a real difference. It may not be considered a true rags to riches story exactly, but it does remind me of a guy named Horatio Alger. He's the author that had been attributed to starting this theme of rags to riches, which is the idea of coming from nothing through hard work. You can improve your place in life, but it's sometimes called the Horatio Alger myth because his writings always had a pivotal moment of luck or some successful outcome that related to a unique situation. He wrote about teenage boys who, after some twist of fate, act with traditional virtues like being honest, giving to others, or not thinking about themselves, but being concerned for others, which ultimately leads to financial success. For example, let's say a character finds a large sum of money that was lost and it is returned to the rightful owner. Or someone is saved when a carriage, yes, the one with horses, overturns, and this individual is then recognized by a wealthy individual who gives the homeless kid an opportunity. He was famous in the 19th and early 20th century, so there weren't any Teslas driving around, but you get the picture. For us, a novel like that may seem foreign. We're surrounded by opportunities everywhere because society has changed considerably, but there are still rags to riches stories. Grace had the luck in choosing her major investment in the company she worked, and that turned out to be huge. But her story is still one of being frugal, thinking of others, and investing diligently while letting her money work for her. How cool is that? Luck is fantastic, and I remember having a conversation with my friend Claudia and her husband Danny in Switzerland many years ago. He was a very successful investment strategist at J.P. Morgan and had years of formal and real-life education. I remember him saying something that always stuck with me. He said he'd rather be lucky than smart. I thought that was interesting coming from a guy who was very smart and very successful. But here's the difference. He worked hard and got educated. He wasn't planning on only luck. Maybe we need another story about being smart and learning along the way. So how about Sylvia Bloom? She's not a household name, but she should be. Okay, she was a secretary as well, but her story is slightly different. She worked at a Wall Street firm and was responsible for administratively managing her boss's stock investments. She was in charge of taking care of all the paperwork. She paid attention to his investing and learned from it. She took that information and replicated it. She invested in much smaller amounts, but learned from her boss's insights. Plus, she reinvested her dividends instead of spending the profits she earned. She 
worked for the same firm for 67 years and passed away in 2016. She was worth a mere 9 million bucks and left 8.2 to charity. She was also frugal, but not cheap. There's a big difference. Frugal is choosing wisely. Cheap is only choosing something because it's less expensive. Sylvia was known to dress well. And though not as accepted today, she owned a fur, which was an off-brand. Frugal, choose wisely, which clearly shows she made choices. Presenting herself in a positive manner with rather nice clothes was a choice. When it was all over, her closest friends and family were shocked to hear of her fortune, as she could have lived on Park Avenue with her firefighter husband. But it was a modest home with modest furniture and modest possessions. So she got educated, remained disciplined, spent less than she made, and let her money work for her. I know as a kid, I wanted things to happen right now. Patience is a virtue in investing. Sometimes you can get lucky, but get educated and let time work to your advantage. Okay, in 2014, Mr. Ronald Reed passed away. I love giving a shout out to this guy because he deserves it. We did a much deeper exploration of Ronald in a prior episode, but this guy worked as a gas station attendant and a janitor. He lived frugally and invested in stocks while learning about the stock market. He was 92, and when he died, he put together $8 million and left over $1 million to his local library and almost $5 million to the local hospital. He was frugal, spent time learning, invested, and let his money work for him. Rags to riches, yes, possibly, or maybe just a little focus and a little time. Before I go, I ran across some rags to riches scenarios for those well-known celebrities out there. I was surprised and a little intrigued at where some of the most famous actors, singers, and performers came from. So I wanted to see if any of them may surprise you. I want to dig in a bit more on them because I'm a bit curious. So who knows what will come next? Here you go. Hilary Swank. She's the actress known for Million Dollar Baby. It's not about money, but I thought I'd use it. Jim Carrey, comedian, known for The Mask, Cable Guy, and Dumb and Dumber. I didn't always get his humor, but the rubber face cannot be denied. Shania Twain, country music singer, known for many hits, including Man, I Feel Like a Woman. Tom Cruise, he's the actor known for Mission Impossible movies, The Firm, Top Gun, Risky Business, and many more huge box office hits. Hey, someone played a YouTube video of the guy running in his various movies, and if you ever get a chance to see it, it's kind of funny. And the last one, J.K. Rowling. She was the writer known for Harry Potter and expanding the creative brain power of millions of kids and adults alike. Thank you, J.K. It's hard to believe, but each of them has a story. More to come. Thanks for being here, and we'll see you next time for more Money with Mac and G. Bye!